0: Welcome to episode 99 of Nobody special. On this episode I talk about NHL mascots assaulting people and proclaiming the Gospel of Christ. The Gospel Up Post presents nobody's special. Hey everyone, welcome to, Nobody Special, to Nobody's Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host of Nobody Special, and this is a podcast where two generations of people find God in pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Um, it is, in, in general, two generations, but today Caleb is out, we'll say, uh, attacked by bears. We're going to go with that, uh, and he'll be fine. He's going to make a speedy recovery and that none of that is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is Andrew, everyone. Hi, Andrew. Hello, folks. Thank you for joining us today. Andrew, tell us a bit about yourself. Where do you work? How do I know you? Who are you?
1: Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, well, as Caleb fell victim to the bears. Bears. Um, bears. Big ones. Daniel, Polar bears, actually. Really weird. Polar, The most violent bear. Are they? Yes.
0: But they have those Cokes. You're right. They want to buy the world a Coke and... You're right Eat the seal Sorry did you see the I don't know We'll get back to you in a second Did you see the picture Of the polar bear Eating the seal With no Oh it changes All the coke commercials My dude Yeah absolutely Yeah cause he's just like Like a can of coke Covered like in coke red coke. Yeah But it's It's not coke It's got really dark Really fast. It's seal I know Sorry it's- Caleb yeah. This is what you get for being out of town. So
1: my name is Andrew Steyer. Hi. I am the youth pastor of Switzerland Community Church. And congrats, and, by uh, the way. Yep. A new and formed pastor. Yes, new formed pastor ordained last month. So and I I'm not sure, but I think that makes me your boss. Yeah,
0: no, I've no, I've thought that from the beginning. Like that's yeah. totally fine. It's not true at all. It, a little true. It's not true. But, but in I'm happy, some ways, happy to be
1: here, happy to help out, happy to fill um, in.
0: Now, Andrew, uh, this, I mean, we've been kept talking beforehand about the podcast, and I was convinced that this is the one before the Super Bowl.
1: And I came prepped with a lot of Super Bowl takes, information, statistics. Wait, did you really? A little bit. Okay, so I I don't even know who's playing in the Super Bowl. So okay. who's
0: playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, it's the Green Bay Mermen. Uh-huh. Okay. I know that I know that's not true, but But you don't really know that's not true. I can't confirm that's not true. I have an inkling that yes. that might not be true.
1: And the Detroit Hollanders. Is it Detroit though? There's no, no way
0: it's Detroit. I no. know that about football.
1: They're in the same conference division. We're we're past it now though. Right. So.
0: But it's not Detroit.
1: It's not Detroit. The
0: Detroit Lions. Lions. Stink. Stink very bad. Really bad. Yes.
1: Always have, always yeah.
0: will. Yeah, they had the perfect season. But in the the, wrong direction. In in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So i hope they'll be good one day, but I'm um, sure they will. I've 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 been excited because uh for me the best part of the Super Bowl is the commercials and and just other sports things. And it and I prepped I actually did prep a ton of sports stuff to talk about to start off. Okay. Um at the beginning, I found an article that I was cracking up so hard of NHL mascot uh, Gritty is being sued for punching a 13-year-old child.
1: Is it weird that my first reaction is I'm a youth pastor and I understand no, how he feels? No, I mean,
0: like, I get... I No, because that, that's the same thing uh, I did and everyone on
1: Twitty, do you, Twitter did. Um, do you know who Gritty is? I don't know who Gritty is. I don't follow NHL. Even being <sighs> from North Dakota, I, I don't follow oh, hockey my dude. very much. And, it's like soccer it's, on ice. It's kind of boring.
0: NHL mascot Gritty, he. And I'm gonna put this picture up. That is not okay. He definitely did it. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to like profile anyone, you know, based on their appearance.
1: Gritty, man.
0: But this guy did it, like, straight up. Um, so his If anyone's
1: going to punch a 13-year-old, it's going to be Gritty. It's
0: going to be him or
1: that baseball green thing that yeah, everyone loves. Yeah, the Houston yeah. Astros. Yeah, 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 yeah. The most
0: <laughs> sued mascot in history because he's just, like multiple losses. It's just
1: green Birdo, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: No one likes Birdo um, anyway, so.
0: But this guy, I mean, the more I look at this guy's face, it's troubling. But his character is, is, is kind of a bully. Now, um... I did go through the whole article beyond the headline because I'm just gonna be honest here. The headline, flippin' hilarious. Uh, Like, NHL mascot Gritty is is under police investigation following allegations of physical assault. It's funny, I'm sorry, it's funny. It's not appropriate, but it's funny. Uh, Because the whole time they're talking about it as Gritty not the man inside the clearly, right, right. like this is a mascot. So the kid though had gone in, it was a photo meet and greet thing. So they paid extra for this and he was like patting him on the head. And I think- um, He just patted him too hard on the head? I, I'm not sure. Cause then after the kid gets up to go, a gritty just like charges him from the back and actually punches him in the back. And, and kid goes to the doctor, uh, has, I, I mean, there's contusions. I mean, they say contusions. Contusions is just a big word for a bruise. Yeah. But either way, yes. it's not something you would expect the NHL mascot to deliver
1: to a 13 year old boy. I just wonder what kind of things could be said to Gritty. Now, now granted, bull- bullies are formed. Bullies are not born, bullies are formed and Gritty as was formed of foam. As yes. you've seen, <laughs> um, cannot have had the the best adolescence if he looks like this as a grown man. This is all... A man? Horror. Grown... Muppet. 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 That is a very it's good word to say that, yeah. Muppet. It's terrifying. It doesn't get, like, better. The it pictures. looks like a dinosaur animatronic that you would find malfunctioning in a Chuck E. Cheese. Oof, that's good. I, see I was kind of thinking it's he, he oh, this is a person that has has
0: definitely been intoxicated and said, "Well, you mean I can't park here?" Yeah, and doesn't okay. even own a car like it. that kind. Yeah.
1: Yeah, are they praying in that picture?
0: No, I think they're in that picture, I think they're helping him on or off the ice. I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: so uh, all all of Philly has gotten behind gritty. That makes a little more sense. Yeah, man.
1: Philadelphia does some crazy things when right. sports are on the line,
0: right? And they're all behind gritty. Um, Twitter has some comments that I would have really enjoyed to read on this podcast, and I can't. Thank you, Philadelphia. I mean, for Phil- some of the hardest laughs at the most inappropriate thing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Philadelphia won the Super Bowl and decided to celebrate by burning their own vehicles. Win or lose, we're torching this place to the ground. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> like, Okay. so yeah. I, that, that's not the sport I expected to talk about today. No, but
0: I saw um, it and I was like, well, we can't not talk about it. I don't know. Uh, no, it was um, – I, I was kind of – yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they even have the picture <laughs> up. I'll put that one up as well. Is it's it, just odd to think everything is fine there, and then it's at not, some look, point
1: – He's not looking at the camera. What He's, looking, you say? At, he's <laughs> looking at the child. This like, is premeditated again, punching. Again – We're not advocating
0: the beating of a 13-year-old...
1: this 13
0: year old -old. (laughs) we don't know no they uh they uh, they tried to check into the situation that happened but gritty for all of his violent tendencies is at least smart because all the cameras were focused on where the photo shoot was taking place so there's actually no evidence that they did this so the pr person from from the philadelphia flyers they had to put out a statement said like unfortunately at this time our investigation has concluded has concluded no evidence to corroborate the story there's so, no
1: orange hair covering the boy's jacket. I, or, no, he doesn't look like a well-kept Muppet.
0: Yeah, right. This is a yeah. This is a a, a Muppet who hits the whiskey too early in the morning. I can't stop looking at it. Honestly, I know. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> you are looking at me. You know. I don't know. I just to me, and and I've done this as a former youth pastor, and you've probably done this as a current youth pastor.
1: Punched a kid? No. Okay.
0: You kind of start a thing thinking, oh, this will be funny, and then it, it's just not, and you keep going because you're convinced that you can make it funny or that at some point the it's it's going to turn and it's going to be funny, and it's just not.
1: Maybe like this gritty segment on your podcast. No, this is hilarious. This is funny. Okay. The, the, this is
0: great. I'm, I'm all right with this, but I, I know I've started a joke. I said a thing, came off as a joke yeah. as, as a youth pastor, and it just it didn't get funny. Actually, can I tell this one? I, I think I can tell this one. Go so, um, as, as a joke, I, I'd i gone up to a kid and, 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 and I didn't know anything. And I said, hey man, I found out and I'm just pretty disappointed and if you ever need to talk, I'm here for you, but I did find out. Now, I've done this joke a few times and this kid immediately, who, t- to my credit, was way older than he should have been to have fallen for this thing. And I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because I've never told him. But I say this to him bawling immediately. Not just like crying or sniffles, just like full-on breakdown guilt. All the, It was the last time I did this joke. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. This isn't gonna be funny no matter how hard I try. I can't stop and say, like, just kidding.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm actually not here for you. Uh, it's,
0: uh-oh. Like, we're <laughs> we've gone too deep. Um, so I'm I'm trying to like, I now have to counsel a kid where I was not prepared to do so. And also, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm like, all right, just tell me how it happened, walk me through the steps. And I thought that was a great question. And he goes, I'm just so ashamed. I don't think I can. I'm like, "Ah, oh, dang it. All right. Well, where do you think it went wrong? <laughs> like, I have no idea what this is. Uh, probably towards the end. I'm like, yeah. All right. That's fair enough. That's a fair. <sighs> okay. Um. What would you do better next time? I just wouldn't do it. I'm never going to do it again. I'm like, I don't know what this, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, So I, I never got there and I prayed with him. Probably the most general prayer I've ever prayed in my life. Like, dear Lord, you know our hearts, which isn't wrong. What I was doing was wrong, but I wouldn't say, yeah. Uh, I mean, you really just got to hand that one to the big guy.
1: You had nothing to do with it. Yeah.
0: This. Yeah. Shot in the dark and I thought it was a joke and I've never done that joke again. Oof,
1: that's probably good. That's wisdom.
0: Yeah, man. I learned. You grew.
1: You grew that day.
0: Yeah. It's not not my favorite thing that ever happened. Yeah. I felt so bad. I've never told him. I don't think he listens to this podcast. I will never tell him.
1: There are a few things that you never tell. Uh-huh. Uh, you never tell a student that go on. in, the, right. in, the, in, the, in the right. Behind the scenes. Um, I have a few stories that I will not share. Uh-huh.
0: Anyway, so uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he probably just, um, he thought it'd be funny to just kind of tap this kid in the back, and then he did it a little too hard because the kid was tapping him on the head. He just thought I'll just like, give him a love tap in the back, and mm-hmm. I think due to being in a foam suit for hours at a time, he probably okay. underestimated the amount of strength or something. Something happened. That's a really nice take on that.
1: Look, that's a super yeah. gracious take on that. Yeah. That is not where I went with that. where did you go with it? I'm gonna mess up this kid. Welcome to Philly. Like, No. I mean, he's a 13-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. 13-year-old boys are trolls. He probably uh-huh. said something under his breath. And Gritty, having a reputation to protect, of one, being from Philadelphia, and two, literally being named Gritty. Yep. Yeah. And being a hockey mascot, right. decided to take it upon himself to exact some kind of vigilante justice on this young man. So, so your theory is gritty was like, what'd you say about my mom? Like A little bit. Like, <laughs> Gritta. Grit hat. Nope. Is that not it? Uh, she comes out, she's got curlers and all of her is, fur. This is gonna
0: be the longest time I spend in Photoshop for this episode. <laughs> You're gonna have yes. Oh, no. I expect, I fully expect a gritty. Oh, so anyway, I, I'm curious to see how this ends. Okay. Twitter has been absolutely amazing. Um, and a little bit
1: too protective of someone who assaulted a child. Like, <laughs> Do, does he have does, a voice? Does Gritty have a voice? No. So there's gonna be like no statement read by Gritty. To all the cameras? No, no,
0: no, no, no. PR people are handling this because now attorneys are involved. Like, it's okay. it's a big deal at this point. Okay. They are pressing charges against the NHL, the basically. Yeah. Well, no. Not the Not mascot. the man inside? No, because uh, deeper pockets. It's getting, the, too, it's getting that too real. Man, that man inside probably only made, like, 40000 a year. They ain't getting... It's getting, <laughs> like, it's getting too real. Yeah. So, um, well, because medical the cost and all that. But so then... Of course, the bruise. Yeah. But then also... Um, uh, uh for, for Super Bowl commercials, they've started to kind of, details of that have started to come out. And uh, my favorite is probably that Mr. Peanut died. They killed Mr. Peanut.
1: Who killed Mr. Peanut? Don't take my joke. I wrote that. I, never mind. <laughs> Mr. Peanut died?
0: <laughs> and I think Gritty did it. So like it's,
1: it. <laughs> how long did you spend on that?
0: Like way too long. Like just sitting at home, <laughs> just, just like,
1: like oh <gasps> yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, so Mr. Peanut, he's in like this car accident with two comedians, and 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 they get ejected from the car. They're on a cliff, they're hanging like out this plane? branch. No, 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 no. As in through the windshield? Okay. It's super horrifying. They, they go through the windshield, and they're hanging onto this branch, and uh, the two comedians are trying to figure out who's going to let go to fall down the cliff, and Mr. Peanut goes, it's okay, I got this, and Mr. Peanut falls in the cliff, and they're like, maybe he's okay, and then the car explodes, and Mr. Peanut is dead.
1: I'm sorry. He falls off what? the cliff.
0: And then grabs a branch on the way down. All three of them do.
1: No, 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 no. So he lets go. Mr. Peanut lets go. Yeah, yeah. And is, is essentially falls to his death. Yes. Okay, and then the car explodes. In case he made it. <laughs> In case he made yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Just to let you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's so, now peanut butter.
0: Yeah. So Grady cut the brake lines. I don't want to accuse anyone of anything, but I just did. No, uh, it's it's the weirdest thing. They're killing. They killed Mr. Peanut, and they're gonna make a statement during the third quarter of, of the Super Bowl,
1: okay.
0: regarding the death of Mr. Peanut. And I don't know what to do with that mentally.
1: I think because
0: uh, the it, mon- <laughs> the monocle and the top hat, and when he dropped, it, it went whoop, and the hat and the monocle stayed for a little bit. It was like it'd be funny if he weren't like falling to his death,
1: you know. So you remember that. It was a few years ago in the Super Bowl and and even the Super Bowl commercials that start off uh, serious Mm -hmm. typically end up light. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A couple years ago in the commercial it was a I want to say it was a nationwide insurance Mm -hmm. commercial. Right. It was right in the middle of the Super Bowl and it showed all of these things like a TV that had fallen over a bathtub that had overflowed. Uh Do you remember this? No. No I don't. And you get to the end of the commercial and it Basically says, here are all the ways your children could die. You want insurance. And see. like we Now have a Snickers. <laughs> in the middle of the uh-huh. Super Bowl silly commercials. Mm, yeah. And I remember the outrage just being like, right. no, we were all ready for the punchline. Right. Didn't come.
0: Right. Didn't come. And the punchline is your children are dead and you're not insured. Anyway, back to your sports ball game. That really matters. I hope you're happy with yourself. Green Bay Merman. Green Bay Merman. I'm going
1: to
0: beat the Detroit Unicorns or whatever you said. It was Hollanders. I'm not sure why i Hollanders. Them Hollanders. What's the, As in people from Holland? Yes. Oh.
1: All right. <laughs> the Detroit seems, people from Holland. Which seems weird because it, it's all, essentially it's like All saying, seven of them. Like, the, de, the Detroit Brazilians. Right.
0: <laughs> so, so, so they just like snuck in a depressing commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then wow. they like okay. paid
1: for ad time mm-hmm. for this commercial that was just horrifying. Yipes. That's uh Do better nationwide. And then they went and got Peyton Manning in the years after that. And then Brad Paisley and with a little whistle. But we didn't forget. We didn't forget what you did nationwide.
0: I, I'm I'm excited for the commercials. I hope they're not like that one though, because that's what if a they bit, were all like that. Just like <laughs> quarterback comes out I was like, I don't even wanna play anymore
1: depression is real
0: call this hotline right hey patriots didn't make it i love that fantastic
1: although yeah i love it yeah i'm fine with that yeah i think most of america is fine with that
0: right there's only a small section of america that isn't fine with that yeah yeah so and i i'm excited to see what happens to mr peanut or who replaces him
1: Gosh, the theories. We I mean... Could just go
0: on this. This is the only theory I have, because he's very top 1%-ish. Of course. Because he got the top hat and the monocle because it's the 1920s still. I don't know. I'm just thinking there's going to be, I don't know, it's like Bernie Peanut. Like a... You know.
1: Like a homeless peanut? Yes, got to
0: have the 1%, you know, like a, okay. a burning hair. And It's a political year. We're totally doing this. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know what that would look like, but I, I- I
1: think we just found out.
0: I would love it. More time in Photoshop, I don't want this. Okay, so uh, we- <laughs> Bernie, Mr. Bernie Peanut. Uh, Bernie San, San- Mr.
1: Planters. Uh, Bernie Planters. Bernie Planters. Bernie Planters, we, we it.
0: did it. We did it, guys. Hey, Planters.
1: You heard it here first.
0: TM, TM. <laughs> I don't think we can trademark that thing. <laughs> I don't <laughs> we think can we can do that. We can trademark Bernie Planters though. <laughs> Bernie Planters, we've got to get rid of the one percent. So, <laughs> more salt for everyone.
1: <laughs> no, we're gonna make the rich wait. shell your peanuts for wait, you.
0: Wait, wait.
1: Free- <laughs> yeah, I have a terrible Bernie impression. I, I don't know why I keep doing ever.
0: it. We should probably talk about Jesus at some point in this podcast. I think both of us need it. Uh, that would be. That's gonna wake me up at 3 a.m. I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> all right. And then go back to bed. I mean so.
1: think of think of what this means for me. This is my first podcast, and we've spent twenty minutes talking about
0: I don't think anyone's upset. <laughs>
1: Gritty and Mr. Peacock. I don't think anyone said. And, and Bernie Sanders snuck in there. And Bernie Planters, yes. He did. The he new. popped out of nowhere. So,
0: so <laughs> Andrew, it's a hard pivot at this point. Uh, oh, if you're still tuned in at this point, be sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, the bell and all that stuff, so we can uh, keep doing this and have more fun. So, I know, Andrew, both of us do have a passion towards um, people under 18 coming to know Christ and, and all these kinds of things. And also... Uh, uh discipling and evangel or those two kinds of processes of growing in faith and then going out and also trying to share that faith absolutely um so tell me a bit about how that started for you and how that grew and and how it came to be the thing that it is yeah
1: of course i'm from a ministry family Mm -hmm. my family is currently spread all over the world Mm -hmm. um Growing up, my dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. I uh, was labeled the. My last name is Stire, and my friends affectionately called me the anti-Steyer. Okay. Because my family loved the Lord so much, and uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're welcome to you're a welcome head. to use that. Um, but as a teenager, uh-huh. I I cared nothing for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, everything for my appearance of caring for the Lord, right. but Nothing right. actually for the Lord. Uh, I went away to college. After graduating high school mm-hmm. and just totally dropped out. I mean, I was the statistic. Mm-hmm. I was the, yeah. the I was the seventy to eighty percent who just said, "Finally, I'm done. I don't have to. No one's watching me anymore. Right. I don't have to go to right. church anymore. Man, this is so great. Now I'm going to follow my heart. Right? Yeah. I'm. I. I don't need Jesus. Right. And uh-huh. and everyone told me that I did as a teenager, and, and finally yeah. I get to do what I want to do. Right. Which in college is a, a number of things. And so right. for me, that meant just not showing up on Sunday mornings, not mm-hmm. getting into the word, none yeah. of that. I didn't yeah. have to fake it anymore. Yeah. And it just was the worst six yeah. months of my life. I mean, it only lasted six months. Like the Lord was like, Hey, let's see how long this lasts. <laughs> And six months later, I'm like crying in right. my dorm room, like begging right. God to reach out and just not right. leave me alone anymore. It's always good if, if, as
0: God has that kind of moment of, hey, you do you, boo-boo. Like, there you go. Let's see how this works out. I'll be right here,
1: you know? I feel like that's from the message translation. Yeah, somewhere in the back. Sorry, paraphrase. The GZT. Um, <clears throat> the GZT. You yeah. do you, boo-boo. You do you, boo-boo. Um, anyway, I, in that moment, halfway through my freshman year of college, I, it just hit me this is the normal teenage experience yeah it's normal Mm -hmm. it's completely normal uh that that teenagers are just getting annihilated when they leave their nice safe bubble and it started my passion for ministry Mm -hmm. and my desire to see teenagers leave for college equipped and okay right um now, in America, that got quickly taken over with, you need to be a youth pastor, you need to play games, right. you need to have fun, you need right. to provide pizza, you need to right. go for trips, the the yeah. <laughs> all
0: of that. Yeah. You um, really take a a $5 ball, throw it in their face, and then as they're crying out to God, then, you can ow, get yeah. I'm bleeding. Well, if you had been
1: praying harder. You're right. If you had been yeah. praying harder, Jimmy, you wouldn't have had that. You know, That's good. Um, recently though, the Lord's just been really working and I know we'll get mm-hmm. to this, but the Lord's really working in my heart to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to disciple mm-hmm. and encourage and build up and train up teenagers mm-hmm. to not go away to college and say, I, I'm free, but go right. away to college and say, look, a mission field. Right. To go away to college and say, look at all these people who are the 70%, right, right. I know my God and my Savior, and now I can bring him and that message of hope to sure. them. absolutely. Um, and so that's kind of my passion as yeah. we talk about discipleship. Well, and in, in people, I think um,
0: it, it took me a fair amount of time to get to this conclusion that people tend to take, you know, this is discipleship and this is evangelism. And, and those two things, you cannot split those two things. Can't. If I'm doing one and I'm doing it well, I have to be doing the other they are 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 connected i've mm-hmm. compared it to breathing mm-hmm. if i just breathe in if i just do discipleship i'm going to die uh because i have to breathe out at some point um and if i'm only if if i'm just going and doing evangelism i'm going to die because i have to breathe in at some point it's a i have to be doing both in fluid rhythmed rhythm t- together i mean it tells us in romans 10 that everyone who calls on the name of the the lord will be saved how then will they call on him who have not be- believed and and how are they to be- believe in him who they have not heard and how are they to hear without someone preaching and how are they to preach unless they are sent and, and that's kind of this idea of all these things have to play in together that a person grows and in their growth, they express it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it doesn't even make sense one or the other. You use breathing yeah. um, and how you would die. Also, it's unnatural to, to just breathe in. Right. It's, un, it's uncomfortable. Right. It, it's unhelpful. Right. it's The body it, hates that. The body hates yeah. that. It has to lead out? to yeah. the other. Right, it, it, It's necessary to have one and the other. Mm-hmm. It's not just good to have them both. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. If you're going to breathe, you have to do them both. Right, And we've done a really good job, a really good job in the church of saying, oh, I'm sorry, evangelism is not my gift. Right. Oh, man, I have said that so many times. Right, right. Because right. taking believing students and really equipping them right. with the necessary tools to go evangelize mm-hmm. has been my passion. I say, oh, yeah, that's discipleship. That's not actually evangelism. Whoa. <laughs> that's not true at all, right? right? And then you get your people that are like, oh, I'm just an evangelist. I just go out on the street and right. I just go tell people about Jesus. But I don't and, know anything. And <laughs> like, full, yeah, stop, yeah. full stop, full stop. I don't care. am not walking with
0: God. I'm just telling people about him. I mean, right. that's what they're saying is like, <clears> I do a lot of sinning and I'm okay
1: with that, but you shouldn't. Yeah, and it, you know? and it stops there. Yeah. It's like that person says, okay, now what do I do? Right. Oh, go find someone to tell you that. Go right. find someone who actually does discipleship. I right. only do evangelism. right. And that is so unhealthy. Right. And I think in, the, in there is a, a protection. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a safety, right? Oh, I don't know enough about the Bible. I guess evangelism is just my thing. Oh, I, I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. around people. I guess discipleship right. is just my thing. I only want the smaller numbers. I only want those who are saved. And, and we use that kind of as a, a scapegoat to not do one or the other. Sure.
0: I think it's been kind of connected to the part of just trying to get people to that point of praying that prayer. And that if they oh, pray that prayer, then they're they're good, the end. And I mean, the, there's a, a a hint of truth to that, a hint. Um, so before my Calvinist friends hit me too hard for that, a, just a hint, because, it, oh, that is their point of being born again. But if I have a child, and I I haven't had a child, but I'm in charge of a few, I don't, you know, after they're born, they're not on their own. Like good mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Like no, that's the point that you start r- raising them up to be an adult and and to be able to train others to be an adult after that. But if a person gives birth and goes, "Wow, I've completed parenting." Then we're going to call the police on you. I mean, like that's bad parenting. That's horrible parenting. It's like gritty level parenting. That's yeah, that's punch a 13-year-old in the back parenting. Uh so I think that's been the this you know, idea that's permeated throughout the culture of uh, I get people to pray a prayer and then I'm done. And in actuality, even the Great Commission doesn't actually speak to that. The thrust of the Great Commission is make disciples. Disciples. Mm -hmm. And granted, the other parts (laughs) are, I mean, they are commands, but they're uh, in in the Greek, just kind of a stupid thing that I I enjoy. Those are uh, uh, participles, as in, and going, make disciples, baptizing it's mm-hmm. it's all it's all things that you know granted they are heavy implying you should be doing these things you know you should be going you should be baptizing you should be doing all these things you should be doing this but the main thrust as the imperative is make disciples and mm-hmm. to actually spend time training and building up to send people out because there's exponential growth that comes yeah. from that
1: i think that that what we do in church in children's and youth ministry mm-hmm. is is our measure of success mm-hmm. is skewed. A yeah. measure of success is yeah. how many kids prayed a prayer. There was a time- or How early, many kids raised their hand and said they prayed a prayer. Exactly, checked the box. Hey, did
0: you pray a prayer? Sure, I get a tootsie roll if I say yes. Right, right? of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so
1: in my ministry, early in my ministry, it would be like, okay, let's build the, the night uh-huh. around that moment, Yeah. right? Let's build the night around, here's a call to follow after Jesus who raises their hand? Right. And then after they raise their hand, go and pray with them. There are right. many students that I prayed a prayer with mm-hmm. who went on to completely reject yeah. the Christian walk. Yeah. But now they have this assurance because they did this thing yeah. that they're all good. They're all good. They're going to heaven. It's, there's no fruit, there's no growth, there's nothing. It's a get out of hell free card. Of course yeah. it is. It's like, and, do not and, pass go. And that's not seen anywhere in the Bible. That's not seen anywhere in the Bible. No. Right? Like Jesus' model of discipleship wasn't going up to the disciples and saying, hey, follow me. And then they're like, I'll follow you. And then he's like, okay, go. Great. I see that hand, Mark. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. (laughs) uh, But then he doesn't say, all right, great. Now go back to fishing. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Now go back to collecting taxes. Yeah. Now go back to your zealotry. Right. Go back to your essentially terrorism. Which, yeah, which is terrorism. Um, like people understood that. that one. Right? Terrorism. Simon the, that's terrorism. Yeah. Um they believed in so strongly they would kill you. Like he doesn't he doesn't do that. He's like, okay, now walk with me each and every day. Yeah. And and that's the discipleship that follows the evangelism that leads to more evangelism. Right. The men right. he discipled evangelized. Right. I mean, it is and I don't know, I don't know why we rip those two apart. Yeah, I they
0: I think it comes out of they they come off as fundamentally different pros or uh, kind of skills that yeah. a teaching and training is different. And even going to the fivefold kind of ministry of apostles, prophets, priests, teachers, evangelists, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, yes, I always forget one. Um <laughs> it's usually pastor too, which is really funny. Yeah. Uh but but it does tend to be Teaching against evangelism, mm-hmm. and those aren't in 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 competition and can't be because then the whole body of Christ idea is just gone. Uh, they actually they have to build off of each other,
1: even if it's different skill sets. Um, and I think I think it has a know, lot to do with with who is supplying the power to do these things. Right, right. Because because that'd be the apostle side. Many times yeah. the evangelist is the charismatic. Right, Gregarious person Who right. will go out there And hey Can I tell you about Jesus And those kind right. of things Oh no not me I'm a discipler I'm right. I'm the scholarly Quiet right. right And and in both of those things You rip God out of the equation Right You totally do And and it's not a spirit Who equips the believer Right To do The great commission Right All of a sudden It has become Well God made me this way And it's my power That I take out here To go sure. and do the great commission And God I'll bring you my results Yeah but I'm not going to include you in the process yeah. or, or invite your spirit to do the actual work. Sure.
0: And, and on the other end of that, the actual kind of teaching academic kind of end of it, I think the academic is important, but there, there are components that it just doesn't have because they're not trying to have that. There is a practicality to the academic and that just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that it has to go like, okay, if I've studied this thing, how do I express this in a day to day understanding that gives God glory and draws people towards him? Mm-hmm. And a fair amount of academics just don't have that. It's good stuff. It's good to get in, get into that. And I think overall by doing those things, it does push people to go deeper, but the, uh, the span of impact and change is about a decade. Um, and, and that can be problematic and to be honest, can put up barriers of entry to Christianity that aren't great. I mean, um, I was trying to find a few books to give to a few people that are like going into college and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be, um, kind of either heavy academic books. And I, I, I enjoy those personally, but I'm not going to hand them out and say like, oh, this is how, um, in the gospel that functions as a scribe and a teacher is that this is, this is a great book, but also I'm not going to hand that to someone going off to college. They have no idea and don't have an understanding to build that off of. But then the only other thing is swung in the other direction of, uh, here's, here's seven tips for a good financial, uh, stability. Yeah. It's like, I mean, they're not incorrect, but that's like, there's so many barriers to entry that it's, it, comes off as if a person has to go to seminary in order to be a Christian and you don't you don't have to go to seminary you don't have to go to Bible college I have discouraged both of those at some Mm -hmm. point Um, some people need to go some people don't and that's how I feel about that one but the academic end can create barriers to entry that I don't think are always 100% healthy
1: barriers to entry but but if it's avoided, it robs of the beauty, right? right. So, like, so like I'll read right. a book now that if I read it when I was early on in my Christian walk, right. I would be like, oh, this, I don't like this. I'm out. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. now that Peace. I have a deeper understanding and, yeah. a, and, a, and a relationship with God, I read yeah. that and I'm like, wow, right? right? Like, how amazing is this? doctrine how amazing right. is this this cross reference or or whatever it is right, the right. root of this word that that now that i've been walking with the lord in my spiritual maturity right i can now appreciate in a way that i wouldn't absolutely originally absolutely um and your your analogy, like gap
0: between them though that's, right it's it's really terrible <laughs> it's like here's how to live your best life now that's fine uh <laughs> and uh these are the academic uh understanding of the right, right? Exegetical context of Romans twelve, and I swear I saw like a six hundred page commentary on Romans
1: twelve yeah. at some point. I think your analogy of the uh, the baby was really good, right? right? Like when when you become uh, when you become believer, and even the Bible talks about spiritual yeah. milk and spiritual meat, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you become a believer, it's and I I, I do have kids, four yeah. and six, and so um, you don't leave them to themselves. No. What you do Goodness, is you no. identify. You identify what they need at that right, stage. Right. I just told somebody the other day, he's a young man who's who's saying, I I, I want to grow more and my one verse a day isn't doing it. And I said, well, that's because do you, do. you're you yeah. not a child right. anymore. Right. You're not a baby anymore. You don't need this milk <laughs> to identify where a believer is right. and then to give them what is appropriate right. for them um and you said that middle stage is awkward uh-huh. i don't think that it's crazy to say that that the teenage years are a really good indicator of that in our spiritual walk, right? This middle sure. section where it's like, Oh, I want that, no, I want that, no, I right. want that, no, I want that. Right. And this very passionate, zealous kind of attitude yeah. that can happen before you've learned meekness and humility, right, but you've started adding in right. doctrine. Right? right. We get a little cage stage. Yeah. Right. Um, need to kind of back people yeah. off of back people off of that. Every pastor
0: um, wishes he was as smart as every first year Bible college student thinks course, they are. Of course. Yeah. Like no, I took a class. <laughs> like uh, all right, <laughs> Shh, I've taken a few. Calm down. There you go. Yeah, like, I I did have some. Sorry, this is off topic. I <clears throat> did have someone pull that on me once, I, and and I just stared at in. I just stared at them and said like, "Do you really want to do this?" Like, oh no, I don't. I'm like, "Do you really want to do this?" I've been kind to this debate. Like I've been really kind. Do you want me to get into it? Okay, here we go. No, you're good. Like I don't know. That one just irks me. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It's off topic. Continue. Sorry. Well, I mean, that's that's <laughs> just know.
1: that is you know a a person taking in right inappropriate right material from right. where they are in their spiritual right. walk. I'm not going to give my kid a steak when he on his first birthday. Right. Right. It's going to hurt him. Right, right. He's not going to be able to digest it. It's going to hurt him, yeah. and then and then walking around telling all the other one year olds, "Hey, you need a steak. You need a steak. You need a steak. I had steak. My I'm so great because yeah. this thing. No, you did something that was harmful for you, and now you're perpetuating that among right. everyone else. Right. right. But I'm also not gonna not gonna tell my wife uh, that she needs more than just milk. Right. 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 That is also harmful. It's so it, All right. This is a gross analogy good yeah i'm sorry we're it's where
0: we are headspace is weird today um there's a documentary about this mother who was still breastfeeding her children at the age of nine and if this and nobody chooses to turn on this documentary it just you're flipping through channels and, and then it's on and you spend the whole time going like yeah ah, ah i can't look away uh, why is it happening is this really happening is this real is this comedy it's not comedy why is this on i can't change it where's the remote man, that's like someone find the remote that's but like that's fourth like, grade yeah man yeah dude It it's strange and 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 they asked Do you ever have friends over and and the kids are like oh no <laughs> like super dope because everyone thinks it's weird and i'm like because it is weird but it is weird. its weird that's its I mean, that'd yeah. be the same thing in our spiritual end. If I've been a Christian for like two decades, and I have, you know, I do a verse a day. Like, no, you're that's that's breastfeeding at age ten. I mm-hmm. mean, at some point you got to
1: being breastfed at age ten.
0: Yeah, whatever. Still, blah, I can't get it out of my head. Um, but there's a point that that you, I mean, you have to be okay going deeper. And actually
1: expressing Christianity, right? Um, and if that if that's not there, kind of circling back around to the discipleship and evangelism topic, right? If that's not there, then your Christianity is not one that right. is desiring to follow after the Great Commission. No, it isn't. No, right? If it's you're the fourth you're, grader's house, you're not going to right. If you like, are, if you are verse a nah. day, if you are uh-huh. okay, what you know, I'm doing the same thing that I have yeah. always. Then, then I, I think that it's safe to say if there's a lack of spirit. What do you want from me, right. God? Where do you want me to go? Because right. always, always it will lead back to evangelize yep. disciple, yep. evangelize disciple. Yep. That is your rhythm for the rest of your life. I sometimes, sometimes ask students and say, why doesn't God just zap us into heaven <laughs> when uh, when we become a believer? Yeah. Right. You, you made it. Cool. Now right. you're, now you're here with me because right. he has something for you to accomplish. Right. Like right. now he has a, he actually gave you a mission. Right. So many people are like, well, no, I'm just here to live the rest of my life. Right. Trying not to make him so mad. Right. Uh, it's it, it As a pastor, I know he brought up the uh, kind of point that if
0: the point is to just get to people of, at praying that prayer and making that choice, then the nicest thing pastors can do is as a person is baptized, to just hold them,
1: Yikes. just hold them
0: under, Yikes. it's like, nah, we're good. This is, It's not gonna get any better. It's only gonna give more opportunities to die. Persecution's
1: like, coming, you're gonna yeah, you want yeah. this. this. This is, is not, this. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. you prayed the prayer. Past, Pastor uh, and Gritty. Just
0: how, yeah, Pastor Gritty. <laughs> 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 and, and, and just how horrifying that is, and everyone knows that's horrifying because I think all of us, deep down have this calling for something greater than ourselves that can't occur at the point that i'm just giving my heart to christ yeah. i mean that's it's it's i have everything ahead at that point yeah that it's 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 a great thing too and there's tons of persecution there's a ton tons of really difficult hard things but in christ all these things become in a weird way fun uh and that's hard to think about it's like yeah it I'm, is i'm being persecuted for christ it that's is. awesome i
1: mean I just told a group we're walking through 1st Peter uh-huh. on Sunday mornings with teenagers and I just I told a group of kids I said I said if no one right. is making fun of you right. because of your faith because I right. was like anyone making fun of you because of your faith and like one kid is like me and everyone's yeah. like oh man that, that's so terrible like, is um, it if any if no they one is making fun of you because of your Christ faith yeah you're doing it wrong yeah if if no one can bring a charge against you right you're doing it wrong. If you look
0: like the non Christians. Yeah. Why would they become?
1: And so like, it really does become God? that. Like, yeah. oh, you really hurt my feelings, becomes Sorry. a joy, because yeah. it's like it's like yeah, you're right. Oh, I know. I know that. I know yeah. that I'm doing yes. what God wants. It's hey God, so kid. bizarre. Yes. Try explaining Christianity to anyone who yeah. doesn't know Him, man. It is yeah. so bizarre, but it is so yeah. confirmed in the life of the believer.
0: Right. And I think as far as, as age groups go, I mean, um, most people, if they commit to Christ, they do so before the age of 18. Mm-hmm. It's some statistical crazy kind of a number. And to me, that says a few different things. First of all, adults, get on it and get out there. Come on. We got to do better. We, gotta, we definitely got to do better than that right. one. I thought it was going to come out nicer. It's not. I'm They're not different. walking it back. Yeah, so there we good. go. Um, but then also, teens to do this and kids is crucial – that if they are in Christ, then this is a prime opportunity. I mean, I, I always told people, I can bring pizza to a school, but at some point, I'm the creepy dude bringing food to a school. Um, they go every day, mm-hmm. all the time, and have more opportunities than I'm able to muster up. And I think that training them to do that, instead of needing to have game nights, that I I have found as a youth pastor, please back me up on this. Those game nights do not work f- from <laughs> a spiritual or statistical or attendance base. It creates spikes, but zero retention. Because if I say, "Hey, tonight's game night," but next week we're preaching, they ain't coming back for that. Like who wants especially, to especially, who wants to read through the Bible? You know, especially
1: like, if it's like, "Hey, come for dodgeball and right. pizza," and then. A bait also, and switch them. Also, yeah. uh, persecution is our desire. Right, right. Like,
0: right. I'm going to bait and switch a kid into the kingdom of Christ. Like, hey, do you want pizza?
1: And then just like switch it out. Oh, Jesus,
0: oh, commit to Christ, you know, like fully committed. The ones <laughs> who you win. It. Oh, I got you. Snuck you into heaven.
1: The ones know? who win dodgeball are the ones who get hit in the face. Right. This is kind of like our text today. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it's right. wild. And this, yeah, you're right. It is so frustrating, this is kind of the norm and the standard. And right. honestly, the expectation right. for youth pastors right. is make sure that you get enough kids to youth group. Well, then if that's the standard of success, uh-huh. if the standard of success is get the kids to youth group yeah. and get the boxes checked that yes. I, I got saved, yeah, then then your whole ministry becomes let Entertain me go it. get. Non-Christian kids. How uh-huh. am I going to get them? I'm going to play music By that they like. Gonna, things. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do non-Christian yeah. things. Yeah. A non-Christian kid will never overtly love a Christian thing. Right. Right. Like it just won't. Right. The gospel is offensive. Right. And and the sooner we own that, yeah, the better. I, I was I heard an analogy the other day. It was a guy in prison who got saved in prison, and um and he kept telling himself, okay, after I get out. I am going to come back to this prison and do prison ministry. After I get out, I'm going to do prison ministry. I'm going to do uh-huh. prison ministry. I'm going to do prison ministry. Uh-huh. And then he said, and one day the Lord just told me, you're waiting for your next mm. meal in the middle of a garden. Right. Like. You're already in prison. Why, are you, ministry. why are you waiting yeah. to get out so you can come back in? Right. And I think of high schoolers like that, right? right? Like They go every day to this mission field. Yeah. And we spend all of our time in the church telling them when you grow up, you might right. be able to, if you are really, really, right. really special, you might be able to be a youth uh-huh. pastor and then go to that school uh-huh. and talk to those kids about Jesus. Uh-huh.
0: Spend training and then spend all your time trying to sneak back in.
1: Exactly. You're already in. Exactly. <laughs> you're already hey, in. Why don't Congrats. you avoid yeah. those bad kids while yeah. you're going to school yeah. so that you don't become a bad kid. Yeah. And then, then when you graduate, you'll be worth something. Right and we just totally discount our believing teenagers. And you know what happens to a believing teenager who is discounted for years? Drop out statistic. Yep. They are a statistic. Yep. Yep. And they will never they will never participate yeah. in the ministry that God called them to that they were so excited about when they were 14, mm-hmm. but that was just jammed in the trash can and they said, "Wait. Right. Wait until you're worth something. Right. Wait until you can become an adult and then you can actually do the great commission." Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything more irritating. Right. Don't do it now, do it later when it's harder.
0: Yeah. (laughs) what? Do it later (laughs) when it's harder, when you're less passionate,
1: when you're more cynical, when you have less of an opportunity. Right. Do it later, after. After
0: we've stolen all the joy from your (laughs) fame. Let us beat that out of you first, and then, here, read these dumb books, and then we'll come back, so. Yeah. So, so now, I know that, that you started a 501c3 nonprofit. Called a uh, student gospel outreach, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's a little close to gospel outpost, and uh, not trying to like accuse anything, but uh, I mean, you I've, know.
1: I've got a really cool. I mean, it's student go. That's kind of cool. <sighs> yeah,
0: right? yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that's fine. I don't go by go ever. That's okay. Okay, mm, that's good. No, it's fine. Yeah. Totally you're
1: fine. welcome to become a subsidiary subsidiary of student. Why gospel yours outreach.
0: is more specific? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is subset. <laughs> No, but uh, a student gospel, uh, SGO, mm-hmm. um, as it's called around here, <laughs> called around my office, yeah, around your <laughs> office. Uh, t- tell me about it, then. I mean, yeah, what is the purpose of it? Because uh, there's this clear passion to uh, to integrate the breathing in and breathing out, but in students doing that instead of, you know, some older creepy yeah. guy with a mustache named Todd.
1: Okay. Sorry, Todd. Sorry. If you're a Todd and listen to the show, I'm not walking Shave that one back passion. either. Yeah. Seriously, they're not. Save it. It's 2020. All right. So Student Go, um, it, it's a passion that was born kind of in uh-huh. my wife and myself after years of student ministry. And after seeing this this uh-huh. idea play out and right. being in the trenches of just get them there, just get them saved. Just get right. them there, just get them saved. Right. Thinking that isn't it. So Student right. Go, um, our, our mission is to challenge, equip and send students okay. to bring the gospel to their peers, okay? Okay. And and we function mainly as a partner to student ministries. Okay. We are a separate ministry, a 501c3 organization. No church owns Student Go. Cool. Um, so we can walk into a church and say, hey, you, youth pastor, I know that you're being mm-hmm. asked to do all right. of these things. Wouldn't it be great if someone could come in alongside you? And in the context of your ministry, help to challenge your believing students, uh-huh. to challenge them in the Great Commission, yeah. to equip them with the things that they need, and to uh, be sent to their peers who don't know the Lord. Right. Um. To, to I call it the gospel gap, to fill the gospel yep. gap. The gospel gap uh, is, is and someone's probably coined it before, but no, I'm... No, re- TM. TM. It's right next to Bernie Planter. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel gap is asking a student... Who in your life doesn't know Christ? Yeah. They'll say, Tommy, Jimmy, Jane, Todd, um, and, and they'll name off these kids. And then you'll say, They don't know the Lord. Do you want them to know the Lord? Yes. Okay, what's right. it gonna take, right? What is that gospel gap? What is the gap from I know they don't know Christ to I am sharing the gospel with them. What is that middle right. section? What are right. you missing? Right. Is it a passion? Is it is it some of the tools necessary? Is yeah. it the, is, what is that? And so we come alongside students in student ministries who are ready to go and we come alongside, and we kind of create a culture of sending okay. in these youth groups, mm-hmm. and we try to get away from the dodgeball. To, and not right. that those things are bad; yeah, dodgeball is
0: great. I do love dodgeball as much as. But I've if it, But if
1: that becomes the uh, the vehicle by yeah. which you do student ministry, yeah. I mean, imagine this: imagine ten students from a high school group who are equipped and sent out into their peers, and each one yeah. of those ten students gets five of their peers and shares the gospel. Right. And two of each of those five care at all. Three of them just totally blow them off. They make fun of them, whatever. So now each of those five is bringing two and saying, hey, now that you have heard the gospel, that you've maybe even professed faith in Christ outside of the walls of the church, I know where you can go. I know where you can go to be trained up In your faith. Uh To go and get the spiritual milk at first and then the spiritual meat so that they can send you too. And that is so much better of an organic, natural church, student ministry growth strategy. Because it not only equips your students Mm -hmm. to be the ones who are gospel warriors, to be evangelists, Uh to be disciplers. But it's bringing kids into your student ministry that you don't have to twist their arm. The thing that's bringing them is the word of God. Right. I know where you can go to get more of this. Right. Come to my youth group. It's intentional and organic because I
0: think a a good amount of people of people have taken organic as a Christian buzz term. Right. And, and just exchanged it in in place of passive. Right. Uh in in and, and organic actually isn't passive. It's just these are the connections that are there. Mm-hmm. They're going to those conne- or they're taking the opportunities God has given them and in Inactive, they are expressing gospel to them, and then bringing them back
1: to the body of Christ to grow yeah. together. It's a natural yeah. way to do it, right? Right? It's, it, it's like uh, it's it's like if you're gonna do surgery right. on someone and they've lost an arm, right? right. Like you're not gonna put something that right. doesn't belong, like you're not gonna force something sure. on there. You're gonna find sure. a compatible a compatible yeah. thing. It's gonna be and, natural. And also,
0: I'm uh, not going to. I'll just you know, I'm sure they'll organically heal themselves which is how I've heard that term. Right, misapply. Yeah. Like it'll just grow back. Organically, <laughs> they'll be fine. It's like, yeah. no, there's intentionality and activity, but also organic yeah. So our goal- Really when that's and and organic-ivity. and and it didn't, and I,
1: darn it. Organivity. Organivity. Um, so our goal with, with Student Go is to go to a church and just say, hey, for the next six months, okay. our team is going to come in and we are just going to love on you. We're going to supplement what you're already doing. We're going to mm. train up people in your own student ministry. Okay, We're not saying we know better. We're just saying, help. let us be a helping hand mm. in training up your local church right. members to keep this culture going <coughs> in your own church. And yeah. then we're going to move out and we're going to go somewhere else where the need yeah. is. Um, and, and that, that is our passion. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to Mm studentgo.org. It's got all of our information on there. Um, it's got, uh, uh, how you can help us, how you can pray for us, how you can donate to us. Yes. A donate button. It's got a a donate donate button. button. You can click the donate button to donate to student go. He's being kind.
0: I'll say it. Donate to student go. (laughs) Like you should definitely do that. So they're a great group. I believe in them a ton and that they're going out and getting after the problem in a student ministry that is there and just no one's really sure how to address so and i've i have had five
1: conversations with five youth pastors in our area and five out of five youth pastors said
0: (laughs) i'm tired of buying papa john's
1: please (laughs) help yeah right it's not like i don't know what i'm doing please help it's i don't have the energy or the time right. to make this a commitment and a priority in my student ministry, please come five right. out of five. I thought that youth pastor ego would be the biggest nah. hurdle. Nah. And they're like, oh, please, oh, please come help. I mean, right. like lining up to, to uh, receive the, the, right. the services that we provide right. and, yeah. and we're just trying to get off the ground so that we can go out and do this for them. Yeah. Um, and I kept trying to think as we were creating this, as a youth pastor myself, what would I want? What do I need? Like yeah. in a perfect world, yeah. if I could just have some magical person just like sw- swing in here and just be like, I'm free. What do you need? You know, like, and, and that's kind of how we uh-huh. created it. So we can be a real benefit to churches. Sure. Um, but that but that does come back to uh, the donate button, Yep, um, which you can press on the website, studentgo.org. Press it a lot. Well, you really just need to press it once. Or
0: yeah. I don't know how these buttons work, they're okay. crazy. <laughs> I'm just sitting there clicking on it. Apparently I apparently haven't donated yet. Uh, just clicking. I actually haven't and I've been meaning to and I just keep forgetting it's it's but not I do I will do that today. It's not so no, but I've been meaning to. It's fine. I don't have a listen, I don't have a system of posted notes yet. And That's as good. soon as I get yeah. that, okay. we will get that. So I will do that today. But uh, if a- anybody else is interested in, in uh, checking them out, they can go to is stu- studentgo.org.
1: SGO.org S-G-O. will take you to something like Southern Gynecological Oncology. And I mean, if that's a passion of yours, that's cool, nah, but definitely not the one. business that we are in. So, studentgo.org. <laughs> oof. <laughs> Big oof. Big oof. Big oof. And I couldn't buy it from them. So. Yeah. Daniel hasn't hit the donate, uh, yeah. Well, whatever we say next is inappropriate,
0: <laughs> so we're gonna pass. So, uh, no, thank you for coming in and telling us about that. I I, I do appreciate it. And if anyone has any questions, they're interested in asking him, you can contact him through his website because mm-hmm. he's just guesting on us today. But if you have questions for me or Caleb, who I think is, fu- uh, yep, he's fine. The Bears, uh, they let them go. They traded for fish. So um, if anyone has any questions for Caleb or I, please go to thegospelpost.com slash nobody special. Fill out the question at the bottom of the page. You can also find us on Instagram at nobody special podcast. And same thing at Facebook, nobody special podcast. And uh, oh, absolutely. What's the other one? YouTube. Well, the gospel post is on YouTube. We're going to be putting more energy into that, a few other things. So be sure you hit the subscribe button and uh, gent- gently tap the bell. Because I'm not allowed to say smash the bell because that's something that Jake Paul says.
1: Okay. Yeah. You say clang the bell. Clang the bell?
0: It's Ding more the bell?
1: It's like a metaphorical bell. You don't actually clang it on the website. Click the bell. Okay. That's kind of weak.
0: But yeah, I know. And share weird. it uh, because Caleb and I are cheap. We don't spend any money on advertising uh, because. We're huh? What? Fine. Hold on. Donate to Student Go. Siri, do that. Does
1: that work? I'm not sure I understand.
0: No, it doesn't. Siri's not a Christian, okay. so I mean, what can we expect? Siri, has anyone told you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ?
1: I'm not sure I understand. I know.
0: We'll work on Siri The message as well. of the cross Cross
1: is foolishness to those who are perishing. <laughs> Corinthians, right? <laughs> Siri, girl.
0: We, are we are We to That's gonna be like a bonus episode where we try and evangelize Siri until we get somewhere. And then she's like, I'm ready to make that commitment. And and Cortana chimes in like, I see that hand. Oh my gosh. Ah, you got us. There we go. So anyway, well, uh, Andrew, thank you for coming on the show today. I've had a blast. This is a lot of fun. So we'll probably have you on another time as well. And if you enjoyed it, be sure you tell your friends because as I said, we don't advertise and word of mouth is important to us. So uh that's gonna do it for us today. He's Andrew. I'm Danny and we are
1: Nobody Special. Nobody special. Nobody's, Nobody's I great one, two, three. Nobody's, Nobody's special. special.